welcome to episode three of Marvellous Pod, where we're talking about episode four of WandaVision. Not confusing at all. I'm Laura Stewart-Berry, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matthew. Hello. And Abby. Hello. So, we're going <laughs> to... Abby. So cool. <laughs> Hi. Let's talk hey. about WandaVision. How's it going? <laughs> Hello. Good evening. So, we're going to get into the what's going on and why in a minute, but firstly, a quick reaction from everybody. Abby, how many watches this time? And yay or nay on this episode? Two and a hard no. <gasps> oh. Matthew, how about you? Uh, two, just, and a hard yay. And I will be siding with Matthew on this one, I'm afraid. <laughs> and, until Abby convinces me that I'm wrong. I, I'm not much of a convincer. I, I, don't, I don't need to convince people. I can be wrong on my own. That's no problem. <laughs> what I like is that we're bringing a full circle of discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm probably, I think I'm on about four watches by this stage. Crikey. So, Crikey. what do we think about? Yeah, I know, I know, it's quite a lot for me. Is this, so, so is this for you just like, you haven't had the MCU in kind of 18 months yeah. almost? Like, there's actual MCU on my screen. <laughs> Pretty much. Right, okay. Pretty much. And I just had so many questions and I kept going back to see, well, actually, were these answered? And no, they weren't. How about that opening? What do we think? Um. Well. Monica, yes, excellent, love it, good, very good to see her. A little bit sad about the uh, general state of things. Lots of immediate confusion. Someone tell me about the blip thing. Is that is that a thing? Was that in the other films? Do I do we we yeah. do know about that? That's fine. That's it, that's what they call it in Spider-Man: Far From Home. I have mm-hmm. seen that, but only once. <laughs> so the official term is not the snap. It's okay. the blip. Oh, I see. All which right. is a mm-hmm. terrible term, mm-hmm. frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, it was it was interesting to come into it from a completely different space to start with something totally different and unexpected, and I think that was it was one of the better bits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to get into this, Matthew. How about you? Um, there has been a number of articles written about. One division episode four makes us completely rethink the effects of the snap and like, no no this is everything we talked about when Endgame happened like this is the interesting stuff Abby you've talked about how you think there is space for a Marvel an MCU sitcom yes not this kind of weirdy faux sitcom stuff but yes. an actual sitcom an set actual, in this world yes this gives us the setup for it give me the sitcom where Jeff let's say. <laughs> you know, generic dude is is blipped away, is snapped, and his in inverted commas widow meets someone else over the course of the years and remarries, and they move into a giant house together because there's huge amounts of houses sitting empty, and then everything's undone, and Jeff finds out that his wife has remarried. They've got new children that they've adopted. Undesirable, you know, people very different from him have moved into his house, and. For the for reasons that I don't know, I'd come up with in the sitcom, they all end up living together in Bill Murray's house, and Bill Murray cameos every episode. So what you're saying is the leftovers make it fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> like just do comedy leftovers. You know the shenanigans. And it should of... be called that as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is our pitch. How about One Division? How did anyone feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's where I, I I really want to know more about the whole post blip stuff. I want, to, you know, I mean, there's a dark side to it. There are bet. <laughs> pilots who were blipped, who their planes crashed, and those people aren't coming back, and the pilots coming back in midair. So, what happens there? But then there's a lot of tax issues that I'm interested in. <laughs> so now, there's that's a whole a gamut of stories. Yeah. 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 That's a different kind of procedural. That we have. Like, you know, what's that? What's that BBC uh, BBC show where they go around and like people have left their will or something, and then they go and track it down? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, there's a whole load of like, yeah, tax issues. We've never had an, as an accountant. We've never had an accountancy procedural that I can think of. No, and there was scope for Generally. it. I think. Yeah, hitch number yeah. two. You make a good point here. <laughs> Can it not be sponsored by, like, the Guild of Accountancy or whatever it is? <laughs> That's a guild, I'll right? word. If you could. There's a few institutes. Perhaps, yes. perhaps we, we can have the, the Great British Audit off. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
You know that right, I'm gonna drag us back. People would watch. Sorry. <laughs> Are there Maybe any accountants wouldn't. in the Marvel Universe? Just by the by, there must be some. I mean, Marvel I also Universe. have the question about <laughs> Avengers Tower or the Avengers hangar building thing when they they undo the blip, they undo the snap. And we see the birds, and Hawkeye gets a phone, but does that mean there was no one in that building? And what happened if there were people in the building who were now unsnapped, and suddenly Thanos blows them up? What's what about really them? interesting is that I didn't really <laughs> engage with any of this as it was going on. I okay. was I was just sort of sitting there going, yes, I know, yes, there was a film, and I, I'm sure it's very important, but anyway... And I was just really waiting for the programme to start. So this is interesting. The The... the Really interesting thing, I think, is that they didn't explain what they meant. They don't, at some point later, say, oh, yes, there was a thing where half the world's population disappeared and yeah. then came back. I did really like that. I, I yeah. didn't want to spend any more time on explanations. Mm-hmm. No. That was welcome. Yeah. I thought, and I thought it was a, such a um, contrast to the way that the people coming back from the blip was treated in Spider-Man Far From Home, Absolutely. where it was very much they leaned into the joke. Yeah. So they're all, um, there's a band marching across the, um, the basketball, basketball court, court yeah, yeah. and they come, and basketball players come back, I think, or it's the other way around, and mm-hmm. they're all bumping into each other, and there's noises from all the instruments and what have you. And this, when it first, when she first started reforming, I hadn't, I didn't quite click what it was for the first few seconds, because I thought she was forming inside the... Um, you didn't quite in, click what it was. I love it. <laughs> I thought she was reforming, you know, inside mm-hmm. the um, okay, the yeah, yeah, one division reality, and then when I realised, it was kind of oh god, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just thought it was it was really um, it was kind of heartbreaking. I thought, and I love Monica, like mm-hmm. proper Monica mm-hmm. versus Geraldine. I think she's uh, properly kick off. I really enjoyed her responses as she was kind of moving through these these sequences. It was mm-hmm. really nice to see somebody in in a obvious state of panic and crisis but getting out the right words and and doing mm-hmm. the real kind of human best yeah in yeah. circumstances i i quite enjoyed seeing the way that they wrote her under pressure and the way that she was yeah. mindful even mm. even in such a difficult situation mm. you could tell that she's clearly very used to dealing with high pressure and it's very competent exactly and i think they got that across without saying oh look how competent she is exactly exactly I, mm. and i thought that you know it was that kind of resisting the temptation to dissolve through it um yeah or, yeah yeah um i didn't like the rc receptionist I thought you could do with talking to <laughs> there was a lot going on but but I, I, there's someone else later who needs a talking to so, oh, okay, okay. With that in mind, there's like the naughty mm. list for this episode. Okay, okay we have the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abby, tell us. Yeah. I was going to go into what's going on in the programme. What's going on with you? What's going on with me? Look, so I'm happy for you. And all the people <laughs> who were like, do you know what I need is more like low contrast rooms full of people who all look tired and a bit stressed jabbing interfaces i'm like those of you who have missed the gray side of the mcu here you are it's it's back (laughs) and it's gray and it's tiresome and you know yeah like i i was i was here for interior decor it's just there's, there's none of that in sword I mean, when she was like, bring me a TV that's not flat, I was like, thank goodness, a design classic at last. Nice. <laughs> <Just> I, <laughs> I did wonder if you are basically the opposite. So Laura was excited to have mm. the MCU back. You're disappointed to have the sitcom oh, go. Oh, gosh. And, you know, I, I was sort of, sort of sitting there with my wife, and at the end of it, we were both just like, oh, that was, you know, more of that sort of thing, wasn't it? And And I think it is. It's more of that sort of thing. And that sort of thing, clearly very popular with lots of people. Quite interested to see the bit where everyone was like, if only we had a show that was like this. And everyone was like, did you know about the million seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Which yeah. is very much that colour show. You know, mm. there's like a lot of grey interfaces and a lot of quite stressed people near each other in a room having a crisis. Oh. <laughs> Darcy was elevating things with her lip, though, I have to say. It was that a, was a, it was a strong color. lip. Mm. But should we just get to the naughty list though? Because okay, come on then. Right, naughty so, list. Up. What is this thing in? And and I say this coming off the back of watching a lot of an American sitcom this week. What is this thing 
where characters are just flat out rude to people. Like, like, what am I supposed to take away from her just being like, no one cares to the guy in the van? Why did she say that? Why is that there? It doesn't seem to fit with any other aspect of her character. What was I supposed to get from this interaction? Was I supposed to laugh because it wasn't funny? It was just a bit weird. And I feel like this is a little thing that keeps coming up. What does it mean? I think that was in reaction to him being very officious with her and saying, we're not meant to be talking. He didn't say it quite like that. I think he said it like an anxious man in the back of a van was an astrophysicist. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I read it as, a, as she says, as a Boy Scout. I... Um, Which I thought was a bit rude. Is they're, 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 yeah, they're setting up that she, this is not her first rodeo with this stuff. She's worked with S.W.O.R.D. lots of times. And she's just a bit more relaxed about it than other people. And the best way to make other people relax is to be rude. That's what I find. I don't, I don't know. I thought that I really liked her. And then she was just a bit harsh. And I was like, I don't know where we come down on this character beat. What What is it for? Is it quirky? She was always a bit snarky, though. That's just rude. It is. <laughs> it is the legacy of what started the MCU. It's the fact that everyone adored Robert Downey Jr. doing it. And they keep writing characters who do it. Captain Marvel is very similar. But it works in Captain Marvel because there's a whole power play gender issue going on when she does it quite often. You're right in this. There's no power play necessarily. These are two people on equal power. That's kind of why it, why it jars. And mm. I think that you do see it a lot. In, like it's the Parks and Rec shut up Jerry thing like mm-hmm. people where they're peers and they're randomly rude and the show just kind of plays it constantly and I just yeah it, it just stuck out because I'd already been wondering about this from the other yeah. thing it, it, um, it is yeah. humor in the MCU humor in the MCU is so often bantery snarking at people just, putting people down but I don't think it is that I don't think it's humor mm. uh, and I like there's no scenario where that's funny like it, it, that doesn't feel like a kind of Tony Stark efficiency quip. It doesn't no, I, feel like a Captain Marvel character beat. It was just odd. I mean, with, without wanting to try to make it funny through explaining where the humour might be explaining the joke, I think it's supposed to be funny because it's the incongru- incongruity of you expect people to be nice to each other and and uh, vaguely polite. And because she's not, it's funny because it's counter to your expectations. The, the core of what think, a joke is. I just is. think it's in line with her character mm. before. It's yeah, she was she was snarky before. Enough about yeah, her she was snarky before. with the with the intern. And, you know, she was always making like kind of throwaway comments mm-hmm. like that. I think that's yeah. I've watched. Um, I've been doing a rewatch recently, and so um, yeah, completely. I'd say mm. aligned with what we saw before. And to be fair, people are pretty rude to her afterwards. So she gets. <laughs> well, it <laughs> does seem like she may have got the ball the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I've found it quite surprising especially when you do introduce somebody who's you know obviously a bit of a highlight coming into the show because you know mm. you've seen them before you know them and mm-hmm. you know not that everyone has to be nice and likable but professional well it's an interesting counter to the introduction of randall park as jimmy Wu, mm. who who is you know that's part of his thing is he is actually genuinely a very nice person yeah. And just wants to be nice and good to everyone. So maybe they're also leaning into a bit of, right, we've got him doing this positive thing over here. Let's have her go a slightly different way so we're not doubling down. But but yeah, it absolutely does stand out because he is so like, let's do the right thing. Let's investigate. I'm going to talk Monica through step by step what the investigation is. I felt that he had ended up being a bit explainy. I don't feel like that was his fault, but I was sorry for him occasionally. I think he had a couple of mouthfuls to get through, which speaking of, you know, they, they didn't necessarily sit us down and explain. I think they did slightly land him with the, just to catch everyone up a tiny bit. So, you know, which yeah, yeah. we're actually working with and which ones we're not, which you've got to do, but like it did, hmm. he could have just held up a sign, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or or write a list on the board, on the a board of these are the questions we're focusing on. Yeah. I loved that. I, I love that. that. It felt like, well, someone and us were all in the same boat yeah. here. It was so. Yes, what about the bloody hexagons? I love that. That was, I, and I really thought, like, that's that's a little treat for all the Matthews in the world who were here last Absolutely. week. Going, what about yep. those hexagons, hey? And I just, I was, I was so delighted that I don't know. We hit our marks, I guess. Mm. Yes. You know. <laughs> 
And, uh, but they they then go to the shot of the town showing the shield around it, and the shield is a hexagon. It's like, oh, this is really interesting. There's a, a proper mystery to this. Great. Love it. Have they, Love have it. they got so a drone over it? it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Some sort of mapping dude just buzzing against the shield all the way around. <laughs> Um, I loved the in his introduction because he does the little card trick yeah. and produces the card, which implies he's not been blipped because we saw him yes. just before the blip trying to learn that trick. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. I was thinking he can't be blipped. No. So, oh God, that's such an awful word for it. <laughs> it really but, is bad. Anyway. <laughs> Marvel always lean into singular words to to call things and having watched civil war recently you'll know these what's what's the prison they put them all in the raft the raft and what's the thing in age of ultron the 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 place in switzerland that everything goes through for the internet is it just called no, the I hub or something yeah maybe you know, you know they, they have these singular words to to describe mm. what everything is that's very comic isn't it and then no, oh quick, absolutely but they go to Shield Headquarters and it uh, to Sword Headquarters and it literally does just, just say Sword Headquarters. Like, why is this not called the Sword, the Sheath, or something? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised by that. And then, yeah, the word blip is a terrible name for fifty percent of the world's population disappearing mm. in a second. <laughs> well, no, the snap wasn't disappearing. The blip was once they came back. That's when they, they called it after they came oh, I, back. Oh, I thought the blip was just the description for the, the the whole thing. No, I think they talk about this. I think, I've not got to Endgame in my rewatch, but I think they talk about the snap then. They do. Ah, okay. And then it, it's right. in Far From Home, you start talking about the blip. And I, it might just be so that Happy can have a blip beard. So that's what he calls his beard, isn't it? <laughs> oh, interesting. I, I will be interested to hear if you do get an answer on that. Yes, mm. I will. I will check. Uh, so Monica says it's all wonder. Do we agree? Yes and no. Mm, expand. I think that it it is largely all wonder, but I think that there is something else happening with Stroke Two Wonder, um, mm. which may or may not be her choice. You know whether she's been captured by someone or is in under some sort of duress. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, is is she sitting on the floor in some kind of institution, you know, and this is all happening there, maybe, but is she someone's prisoner? Also, maybe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's layers. I, I, I do feel like this is, you know, episode four. It's not going to be all the answers. So I, I think there's, there's more to it, but, um, but I, I did enjoy getting to see kind of more of, um, Wanda's choice if you like in this and, and kind of more of her obvious connection mm. to things um but yeah I, I do think there must be more to it. you know things things like probably the best moment in the episode when there's sort of your broken vision there yeah Heck Ooh, that was fun. creepy that mm. was oh it was awful beautiful mm. really strong again you know give me my actors doing the acting <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and the the rest of her moments with Monica, uh, Geraldine, mm. um, mm. I I just I was so relieved to see them again. It was just like my show, you know. <laughs> and to keep the sitcom analogy going, I don't know if you ever watched Friends as it was going along, but sometimes you'd sit down, you'd mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to watch Friends, and it'd be a clip show, and you'd be yeah. like, Excuse <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, I've seen this, mm. and um, this felt I, a bit like that. If it's any reassurance. Well, not really reassurance because I don't know, but I I hope that um we're gonna settle into more say like a fifty fifty. I think we're gonna have to have more sitcom percentage going forward, yeah. Because they've set up such a strong framing, um, and they've got so many other ones they've said that they're going to do that. I think it would be a real waste if we only ever saw them through the monitors and and Shield watching them. Yeah, um, like another three at least. Yeah. yeah, it's too interesting a concept. I think we're definitely going to see, or well, I think we're going to see both MCU world and mm-hmm. sitcom world together. But I think this one was very MCU. But I think that's because it's catching you up as to, yeah, what, you know, the the other side of things. And also, bravo, Abby, you called it, didn't you? What's it called? 
you called that this is actually being broadcast. Yes, mm. I was quite pleased about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would have been fine. You don't need an astrophysicist. Get a philosopher. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you would have been a lot more polite to the people in the van. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, where are you on it? Um, I also think, yes, it is wonder, but I'm wondering if it's more she started something she can't control. And she's losing control in this somehow, or the introduction of the children is changing the dynamic for her or something. And Adam, you know, still there is a hint of a Hydra control just in the adverts and things. So this is something that I found confusing is we see Darcy watch the Strucker advert. Mm -hmm. No one has said in the MCU world said anything about Hydra. Mm -hmm. You would have thought that would be an immediate Mm -hmm. what the hell? Has something larger happened? In the blip, yeah, or, or just even why? Why is you know Hydra must mm. be involved because they're being mentioned, and the Stark toaster? You think well, that would be a call to Pepper. Mm. I'm I'm interested in where the main dude, Haywood, mm, something like that, acting director. I mean, something. yeah, just so we're totally clear, I'm terrible with names, so <laughs> that's why that's why I think <laughs> last time I called I called the town Hillview last time. Mm. Um, <laughs> Most people there don't think it exists. So. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I was interested that as soon as they saw it was the Avengers, he got on a thing back to Sword Headquarters. So mm. is that speaking to the introduction of more key players further down the line? Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I, I think I'm going to go back to my Lost analogy. This is a bit like the start of the second season where we have a quick catch-up of what the others did during season one or was it season one season two when, whatever they did and they suddenly did a here's what has been going on on the other side of the island and now we're True. all on the same page i don't hate seeing the other half of the show and you know it was fine it, it just felt a little plodding maybe this is the hazard of running a podcast alongside a show is that we have already been through the helicopter and the voice and the radio and the things and you know maybe <laughs> this is the meta issue at hand yep um yeah but yeah i it was it was procedural. I really liked. I liked when they put the wall of of the played by so and so and so and so. I assumed mm -hmm. someone was going to tell me more th more details about that. I think the key thing for me is that Agnes didn't have anything. An identifier. No, Dotty's not even on the wall. No. Oh, Matthew's jumping up and down. We will come to you, Matthew. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Dottie wasn't even on the wall. But then again, she only comes up in the second episode, so maybe they hadn't seen her yet. Um, and Ralph is a big question mark for me. Agnes is, I mean, we don't know what he looks like, so that's why he's not on the wall. But I think something's going on with Ralph. Mm. Agnes is a husband that she keeps referring to. Because it's a real sick trope, isn't it, to have mm -hmm. the uh, normally unseen wife. Um, and so I think they might be playing into that, but I think there might be something else behind yes. it. Yes, maybe so. Matthew, why are you jumping? Come on. I had a very fun sequence pausing that sequence of the show and then zooming in and writing down things that were on screen and visible. Um, Good. Come on. Not, not a huge amount to say. It was interesting. that they've. You're absolutely right. They've got Agnes on there, but no driver's license. Mm-hmm. So they haven't quite identified who she is. There was reference to the times that they each occur. So it got details of what happened in the scene. Mm -hmm. And then it has extra notes at the end of them. And by and large, the extra notes are not interesting. Mm -hmm. But there was one for Norm. Norm, who works with him in the computer lab, yes. whatever it was called, mm -hmm. and who was at the neighborhood watch, and he said he's a communist. Norm is played by Abalash. Mm -hmm. I didn't write down his first name, I'm sorry. Abalash expresses concern for his father and sister. This information was obtained when Vision awakened him. Is Wanda controlling a whole town? Physical safety of residents is now in question. When Norm releases him, Abalash becomes normal again. That's not happened, right? No, but also we see um, when they saw Geraldine on the screen mm -hmm. the first time when um, Darcy drops her pot noodle, mm -hmm. I don't think we've seen that seen before no. you've got um Geraldine sat on the bench and it looks like Wanda and um, Agnes Agnes mm. are shopping which I wondered if that was a credit from the credit sequence of that episode I don't think so okay. but also Darcy says that um Wanda does the washing up once an episode mm -hmm. which we've not seen mm. so that means it's at least more episodes or yes. it's broadcasting 24 7 yes but 
he was con- he expressed concern for his father and sister obtained when Vision awakened him. That really feels like a cut scene somewhere. Something filmed and they ended up not mm. showing it. Because what they're, what they're leaning into now is when the weirdness happens, when things are rewound or reset, we don't get to, or they don't get to see them in the real yeah. world. So. There was an extra scene, which we haven't had in black and white. Mm. So, that, yeah. that that meeting with, with Geraldine Sutton is. So, so, yeah, absolutely, there is clearly more. There, there are other I'm, episodes. There's, there are whole series. What if there's a season in each? But I'm I'm really interested that there's a whole thing that happened that they've obviously seen and noted and never mm. shown us. And like I say, I'm, I'm assuming it's just uh, for the case of editing, they've shrunk it down and mm. not expected too many people to sit and pause it. But, frankly, these are important things to do. Um, I was like I said, I was pleased to see the hexagon shape of the shield. That was very exciting. The questions he wrote up: Why hexagonal shape? Why sitcoms? Same time and space? And is Vision alive? They have attempted phone lines, digital drone, and agents. Brackets two. Um, extraterrestrials. Brackets scrolls might be behind it, and something threat. We don't get to see what the beginning of that is. And there's a separate list. We don't see the heading for that list. Which says audience question mark commercials question mark are they awake question mark so it's sort of continuing questions. Mm. It is very much a standard podcast wall, isn't it? Mm. In many ways, <laughs> we've all got a notebook that looks like that, and it sort of makes me think anything not written up on that board is the important questions. Mm. If there was something, you know, are the children real? Yeah. Why is she doing uh, this? The hexagons That's have to be something. Yeah, to, I mean, to co- it might not be an important thing. No, but but I think there was something really important they wanted us to not necessarily consider, but to make up be, be part of the DNA of the show. I don't think they'd write it on the board. I think they would just leave it as part of the overall mission. No, because I think so, it would be too much. Yeah, uh, too much of a uh, push. Mm. My big question is: mm-hmm. Who was the uh, witness protection person? Oh, you think it's an actual thing? Well, I mean. Agent Wu had someone in witness protection there who mm. disappeared. Mm-hmm. So is that somehow linked to this? So is this someone who's wanting deep witness protection? And It's not just a crazy random happenstance. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And this is where I'm thinking maybe Ralph, who is missing. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitcom. And then as to who Ralph could be, this is with some reading and stuff. Mm. Um, so Mephisto keeps coming up, mm-hmm. who um, for... Anyone who doesn't know, from my Googling knowledge, <laughs> limited from my Googling knowledge, is kind of the MCU's version of the devil, as mm-hmm. close as they get. And there is a link between him and um, the twins. Right. Okay. I'm not going to go into more detail, but basically that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, could that be Ralph? Mm-hmm. Cool. Or I was thinking it could be Dottie, because she actually says in the second episode, I'm the devil. Mm. And you've got Agnes saying, the devil's in the details. Oh, it's not the only place. Or someone says, the devil's in the details. Right. She says, oh, it's not the only place he is. Mm. Oh, that's a, that's a nice... Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm. I like it. Um, and I read something I liked. is um, Apparently, Mephisto can um, change, in this comics, changes into animals sometimes. Okay. So someone was saying that they thought maybe Senior Scratch the, the bunny rabbit was, <laughs> was one of his um, forms because there's some kind of... I can't remember what it is, but it's some kind of reference to the devil that's that's scratchy. There's something about scratching with the okay, devil. Okay. And one of his alternative names. And therefore, could the stork also therefore be an animal interpretation of the devil? And that's why she couldn't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's an interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, which would then, if we are saying, because I agree it's far too early for them to say, oh, it's Wanda and that's it. There has to be another layer. And so could it be that it's Mephisto? Yeah. Anyone want to hear the thing that I spent ages pausing and looking at? Go on. Please do. It will surprise nobody to know that it is Wonder and Vision's bookshelves. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I hope you're ready for the treats within. Go on. <laughs> first and foremost, can I just point out that, like, first of all, she chucks Geraldine through the wall and, you know, terrible. And then when she rebuilds it, there's like one untouched stack of books and somehow that is the stack of books that is going back in in slow motion. It's just it's just a little thing. But mm. Anyway, we have said multiple times on this podcast that everything is a choice. Mm-hmm. And um, so, without further ado, let me tell you about The Little House, a 1942 book written and illustrated by Virginia Lee Burton, um, which is about a house built on a hill in 1900 
and the house watches as the world shifts and changes around it and the little girl's great 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 grandmother gets to come back to the house and the thing and anyway basically this was made into a short film by disney at some point so that's uh-huh. interesting so there's that um there's also uh committed now as far as i know the only book that i can and find that says committed on it in massive letters is elizabeth gilbert's book about marriage which is right. sure an interesting book to have there i would have thought um nice stack of art books um interesting Degas, uh mark chagall prevalent cubist artist why not mm-hmm. i i quite like the idea that, you know, they're getting their visual references in there. Um, Three Blind Mice, a book titled Three Blind Mice. That's strange. A book on guitar making. Isn't oh. that nice? Um, seemingly lots of kind of Reader's Digest sort of things. And also, notably, the book, the 1980s Across China. American Guy Walks Across China. Tells mm. you about it at length. Interesting. Everything's a choice. So I'm just saying, I had a lovely time looking that nice. up. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, you know, I just, but I particularly liked the little house once I saw that and thought, that's, mm. yeah, that's quite nice. That's um, yeah. It it did seem like you know somebody involved in the making of the show had been sent out to collect books for Wonder and Vision's bookshelf. It's what I would have done. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you're just going <laughs> to shove whatever you've got. Around the studio, and there are. I can't remember what it was on. There was a podcast I listened to a while ago that had an interview with a. uh, I'm going to get the title wrong, so something like a set decorator, Mm. and and she talked about like any time there are productions on, you basically have five or six of them stood outside Target in the morning, waiting for it to open, (laughs) then go in and go, "Hey, that's a nice lamp. I could paint it and make it look 1960s. That's a nice bookcase. I could make it shabby chic." (laughs) I I did have the pleasure of, of. spending some time with a Hollywood decorator once and just so many great stories about sort of walking in and seeing the perfect piece of furniture for a film that might get made at some point and then having to keep it in your flat and (laughs) 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 you finally get to work on it and just many lovely details but yeah for a long time I was angling to be the bookshelf decorator because you know I think that'd be a cool job and I feel like the MCU could stand to have one but Unfortunately, someone's already doing that job. Someone's already mm. in there. No, I did not expect that. <laughs> but it was a joy to me to pause and look at nice. a bookshelf and finally see something worthwhile. Hmm. And, and like interesting. <laughs> you know, some some effort had been made. And some of those things I feel, you know, were they to be intentional, um, someone had potentially even made them. Ooh. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye out. Yes. I would say. China so. comes up. Well, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So who do we think, do we think that Wanda's broadcasting or someone else's and why broadcast? I mean, I guess if you're making something in the medium of television, perhaps the waves help. Like maybe that is how you make television is through, (laughs) you know, metaphysically. Yes, maybe. Through the radio waves. Maybe it's a byproduct of recreating a 60s sitcom with your mind. (laughs) Yeah, things that go in get reinterpreted to the production of the TV. Maybe that whatever this radiation is, the CMBR that's causing it, the wonder juice mm-hmm. radiation, whatever it is, can can only be interpreted in in the same like um I'm sure I've used this elsewhere, but if you close your eyes and press on your eyes, your mm-hmm. brain interprets that pressure as visual stimulus because that's all it knows how to do. So in the same way, like this is just radiation, but the only thing we know how to interpret it as is a TV program. Sure, comes out as a quality Maybe. TV program, though. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. I, I I enjoyed this week. This is this is very much back into what I'm here for. I think, like, you know, I love the fact that I can sit and pause and get some details and and start mm-hmm. thinking about the big things and see it making a bit of progress along it. I I think mm-hmm. I, I I'm excited for the time when it might be going back and forth, or it might be showing us something happening and they're interacting with it, or you know, we're seeing both happen at the same time. But I liked the catch-up, and I liked it sort of putting everything in context for what it means to people outside the bubble. Mm. Yeah. I just found myself really missing the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be disappointed if we don't get more bubbles. Okay. I mean, there'll be more <laughs> bubbles. I enjoyed this. I worry slightly how much of it will be them kind of watching it. And, you know, as we were sort of saying last week, you know, how much of it will be actually stuff that's in credits mm-hmm. or some such. Um you know, mm. I want more episodes. Like, I, I want them to have a, a regular mm. domestic. I mean, there is that whole we've got to save the whatever from the thing. 
Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I think the Halloween episode is what you're talking about. That's the one. <laughs> so but that's like, next week. Imagine how cute it would have been week. if they could have just taken the twins to get some sweets. Wouldn't that have been nice? And they'd be like, oh, cool costume, and that would be nice. And w- Whatever the kids are dressed as, we're totally over-reading, aren't we? We're oh, going to yeah. sit here and discuss everything they might be dressed as. And... <laughs> oh, but what if they put them in baby versions of their costumes? What if they're already teenagers? What if they're in the baby versions of their comic costumes? Well, that's what I would Mm. do. I will cry. That would be lovely. I just want them to be a happy family. I'm here for the MCU people watching on TV and discussing it and trying to work. But I love TV where you get to see capable people working a problem and figuring out and doing stuff. So I love TV where they make working out TV look like a worthwhile way to spend (laughs) your time. Right. I felt very like I, I like there was one point where it was like the balance they are hitting here. I'm not basically saying screw you, everybody making a thing on your wall. Huh? Like I huh? felt like they walked that line a little carefully. It was yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we've so, done many yeah. years of training for what they're doing on this yeah. TV show. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly made by people who've been listening, though. Hmm. So, you know, they obviously know how it goes. And yeah. I think that's also interesting as well, though, because they've obviously built the show to accommodate that. And mm. this is this interesting world that we live in where it's kind of sort of self sufficient, you know, if, if you like. This is something that's really built from the inside mm. on the expectations and behaviours of fans. Something that can go very wrong, Supernatural, um, if you're not careful. Star Wars. Well, <laughs> yeah. There we um, go. You know, yeah. Listeners at home yeah. can't see the eye rolls we just got, but... <laughs> just lighting small fires and walking off, isn't it? <laughs> Leaving your fireworks unattended. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a dangerous game. And I think it says something about the heart of this show, because I think it has one. Hope okay. it has mm. one. Hope it's all not snarky grey people. Like that would be bad. Um but you know, I think it has some heart and I think that it feels it feels like it thought that the audience would be on side. And I still feel like this is just generating huge amounts of conversation. Mm. I mean, you know, apparently the whole so. swathes of stuff I'm not seeing on Reddit. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I mean I know there's not a whole lot else to talk about as i said before yeah. but it, it is filling the space with some interesting stuff if, if it's one division filling the trump space i'm all for yeah it. absolutely <laughs> the I, I mean the the thing that people have been writing is that there are people annoyed at the weekly release of a 23 minute tv show and feeling it is going too slow i think it's too short uh, i think it could be seven yeah. minutes longer i at least if not twice length um I, I I think that is a reaction to the fact that we're used to the hour-long MCU TV shows, and we're used to things like Queen's Gambit and so on. So glad it's not an hour, in, in a way. Like I, your, your mileage may vary, but yeah, that's true. That's true. I have just watched a week of twenty-three minute TV, yeah. twenty-one minute TV, in fact, which makes WandaVision look lengthy. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, there, there there are pros and cons to doing this, and it's it's hard for us to say because we are definitely going to watch it twice each week if not more each week and pour over everything we can discuss then sit down and discuss it and think about it and read articles about it and so on whereas the weekly release helps them because you're helping people want to go back and watch earlier episodes i don't need to go back and re rewatch early episodes to get references they're all in here already because i've watched it multiple times mm. i think this is going to be a really good show to binge when it's finished yeah i think so yes i think when you know what happens if they stick the landing it's going to be great. I'm just just tear through it. But I'm really pleased that's not how we're getting it the first time around. Agreed. Agreed. Because I, I love mm. all of this yeah. conversation that's going this. on. Yeah. Yeah. I need I something to look forward to. But also in, <laughs> in, you know, on, on Twitter and that. The, mm. uh, the fact that it starts too early on a Friday is one thing. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but you go get your breakfast, you get set up. It's amazing. Lovely. I mean, for those of us who haven't been able to see it. Uh, by that time, but yeah, I, I was still on Sunday. There were people, you know, who'd only just watched it mm. who then started talking about like it. Like, how right. had they managed um, with the internet for the rest of the time? I, I don't have no know. Idea. I have no idea. And people are less precious than us. <laughs> I must say, I was I was a little surprised on was it Thursday night to see kind of Paul Bettany and various uh, bits of the Marvel universe chucking out trailers. Mm. Yeah, I've still not watched it. 
I started to watch it after I'd watched the episode because I thought, well, I've seen the episode, but then I realised it was stuff from future episodes. Mm-hmm. I just think it's odd. I, I It's it, the kind of thing you do when, you know, there isn't this buzz around a show. Yeah, it feels like they had a campaign ready in case we weren't talking about it, but it, that was pretty unnecessary. And as soon mm-hmm. as any of the bits dropped, you know, it really caught on, you know, certainly Twitter and... Even on Instagram, not where well, I mean, you know, I just I'm not used to my TV spoilers on Instagram. It's you know just food. I think they are going for every bit of buzz they can, which is why the weekly release works because you get more podcasts, you get more articles, you get more Easter egg things, all this sort of stuff, and, and then you can do trailers midway through a series for the rest mm-hmm. of the series. The, the you know heavily Americanized. Here's what's coming up in part two. Tell me it's a bloody mystery. <laughs> but I, I think it does give me some confidence that there are, there are layers mm. and that it can stand for this because mm-hmm. they know that there is this level of conversation going on. It would be even if it, even if it was failing, people would still be talking this much about it because mm-hmm. that's what happens. But I think that they they do seem to, as I say, planned to accommodate the fandom and hopefully to delight. Have you seen the rumours of the secret episode 10? No. There, no. There are ru- Tell us the rumours. There are rumours of a secret episode Is 10. Is it a gag reel? Because the, apparently there's a comment or there's a plan to have an episode, something new MCU every week forever now. Something like this. And the, there is a week between this finishing and Captain America series, whatever it's called. Um, starting where there's nothing coming out. I th- I, apparently, I think May- March twelfth has nothing on it. I'm here for secret. You can you can go and double check this for me, just in case I've missed I'm it. Looking, I'm looking. So there is a there is a you know that would be a good place to fit something, which frankly is going to be the next episodes of Marvel's Legends. Just so we're totally clear, that's what they're dropping Ugh. on that day. Well, that's what they dropped. But for- but oh. one of the people in grey watching TV screens. Possibly the lady who said late LIDAR, radar, heat map, predator vision over there. That lady. Her talent agency put up a shot of her in this and said, watch out for her in episodes 4, 5, 7, 8, and 10. IMDb has episode 9 on the 12th of March. Oh, well, maybe that was the extra one. Maybe, no, because there were only going to be 8 episodes and now there are 9, right? Maybe that's the one. Well, but, so the, I thought it was 6 and then there were 9. I, th- I think it was there were 8, then there were 9, which... Mm was a false story i'll say again i suspect it's a mistake from the talent company it's what it is i I mean you know we've all met interns well well, exactly someone's just putting putting up (laughs) don't get paid to do so much you know this is not a slight to interns this is a a comment on but you know let's let's just throw out everything (laughs) that's being discussed there was an interesting article about you know could this be that you get the nine episodes of the series then some sort of epilogue post-credit sequence is actually a short episode building up to Loki, Black Widow, Doctor Strange 2. I want a gag reel. And maybe a gag reel as well. That's fine. Mm. Just, you know, more. Well, they might put one on because on the the films on Disney+, Plus, if you look at extras, they've got all the gag reels. This is true. true. Yeah, all of the stuff that you'd get on the Blu-ray, like extra scenes and documentaries and stuff. Cool. Or in that extras. Mm. Um, yeah, and I've just looked, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts on the 19th, so no, there isn't a gap. Okay. I must say, having had this pause in the Marvel juggernaut, I really am starting to realise how huge it is again, you know, with the new pictures um, of Thor coming out today, and just this kind of wall-to-wall okay. arms. It's just so much <laughs> arm. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm not, not complaining. Is, is, he, is he back to bustle? Dude has got arms. Okay, cool. Like this, this, this is what it looks like. I mean, just if for your powerlifter insights, this is what it looks like after a solid bulk. This nice. is how that translates into muscle, and I'm absolutely here for this powerlifting accuracy. That's <laughs> uh, that is some good work that someone is doing in the nutrition and exercise mm-hmm. department. <laughs> and yeah, okay, nice. okay. I think I need to warn you on something. Then let's what, then? let's start prepping this. Oh no! There's no episode, according to IMDb. There's no episode on the twelfth of February. So what? that's what's happened. If you do it weekly, yes, twelfth of March is skipped. But according to the release calendar, there's nothing on the twelfth of. February. So let me get the gag reel right. That'll be so fun. let's see what happens there. Which, which implies next week's episode is going to end on some sort of Massive cliffhangery reveal. Time. 
Is it like the Super Bowl or something? Like, why would you do that? Why would you skip a week? That's bizarre. Mid-season hiatuses are not for no. streaming no, TV. Streaming. Hmm. And Super Bowl's on a Sunday. This comes out on a Friday. Hmm. This is true. I, because we record on a Monday, I forget that in fact it doesn't air on a Monday. Because <laughs> it's fresh to me every week. <laughs> I did have a moment yesterday of, do I need to mute one division spoilers again? Or do I do that later in the week? When do I do that? <laughs> But why? Why would that? What's happened on Twelfth of February? Is it a thing that we don't have here? Is so let's just... let's just throw that out there now, and then we can talk about it next week if we think. Can see. Yeah. Is there going to be one on Twelfth of Feb? And it turns out there's a secret episode. Is it all just weirdness? Who knows? Is it just some kind of like it's going to be so huge? It's going to take us two weeks to get through it. <laughs> Possibly so. Because yeah, because in theory, I think next week is when it's supposed to start getting longer as well. Okay, because that's a Halloween yeah. episode, so that would... Ma- and if we are going to go more of a 50-50, it would make sense that they're then longer, because mm. then hopefully you might get your full sitcom, mm. and then um, the MCU-ness around it, which I think would be a nice compromise. Which I would really like. Yes. Yeah. 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 I want my show. I feel like I miss my show. One of the things I'm wondering for the future of the show is, are we actually going to start going down more of a horror route? Say more. The multiverse, the multiverse of Madness, the next Doctor Strange, that's meant to be... MCU horror. Sam Raimi. So um, Sam Raimi. Mm. And that moment with Vision was I mean it was yeah. pretty much a jump scare. Yeah. It'll be 12 rated TV yeah. horror, uh, but uh, it's m- kind of more horror of I'll watch. Yeah, more of a thriller than but yes, something but, unsettling. Know, like, yeah, but we've already had the thriller, haven't we? Cuz that's creepy there's something going mm-hmm. on. But that that shot so of Vision for Walking was... Dead. Hmm. I just, I just think a few scarier bits. I think I could see. I think it was scary. I just thought it was so sad. No, I thought it was sad as well. But yeah, no, my heart. It definitely made me jump. That was very sad. Mm. (laughs) So many feelings. I, I liked seeing her husband and his indestructible head. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Just awful. And again, they're not explaining that except for vague references to. Isn't he dead? Yeah. So, I like that. And they were like, he's definitely dead. <laughs> but but to be fair, I mean, this is not, it's not like it was a cult thing that we're the only three who watched it and we're trying to evangelize to get other people to watch it. No. They were two of the biggest films ever released. Like if someone's watching this, you know, if someone is getting their dad to watch it and, and he's never seen any of them, mm. he can be filled in on what's happened. No, no, I wouldn't want them to be going into yeah. it. Uh, there's so much of this that is, there is the assumption, as, as with a lot of the MCU. Yeah. There's kind of the core bit you can watch, probably, if a lot of the films anyway, even if you've not watched all of them. But um, there's other bits where they just assume you know who these people are and what's mm-hmm. going on. But as someone who doesn't remember a lot of this, because, mm. you know, um, it's still, it's, I mean, this episode less so, but generally speaking, like even if you can't remember what's going on, it's, it still works. It still works. It's still fine. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't expect you to know who Jimmy Woo is and who Dr. Lewis is. But it's kind of cool just to have those characters back if you do. And and yeah, the thing with the card is interesting if you don't know, is fun if you do. Awesome. And I think yeah. that's what a good kind of blockbuster has, isn't it? It's yeah. sort of something for everyone. Where, but, you know, it, it is also that thing that we've said, again, because maybe this podcast is just saying the same thing every week now. Who knows? <laughs> um, but the show meets you where you are. Yeah. And I'm so impressed by how much it continues to spin all those plates. Like it is entry level and master's level. It is nice. right the way through. It's um, it's very accommodating. So can I give you my favourite line moment of the episode? Yes. Jimmy Woo, I'm working my way through the alphabet. I'm only through the Ds, and so far I've got Diddly Squad. <laughs> That's great. That's that truly great. good comedic writing. That's fun. <laughs> and a nice delivery as well. Yay, language jokes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I, d- I did like the um, the dynamic between Jimmy and Darcy and the fact that they have, even in the, as Abby puts it, grey MCU side of things, they, you know, there is still, they are leaning into the comedy. Mm. You know, we've got the spectrum of the MCU films, haven't we? Some are really quite serious. And then um, a lot, most of them have some comedy sprinkled throughout. But I think here they, you know, that's clearly our comic relief for those two. Yeah, he comes from Ant-Man films, yeah, which are absolutely. supposed to be the funny end of it as well anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't pick up that when he was doing the thing on the radio, it was playing "Help Me, Rhonda," and he's saying "Wonder." Did you not? I just oh. <laughs> didn't clock what that was. It's like, okay, that's quite fun. 
that is fun. But the music was something that we were going to talk about at some point, and we yes. still haven't done that yet. And we did finish with Jimi Hendrix's Freely Child, which yes. has some pertinent words. Mm. Um, and, you know, top song. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing on the music was there was a weird 70s soundtrack over the pregnancy scene when they were watching it back, which wasn't there in the original episode. It really strange. They they played as as though it was part of the TV episode. They played sort of comic sitcom, but in a seventies slap bass style. It was really strange. I was like, that's that's not necessary. Something else happen. Did Wanda rewind again? No, not in that. But if they're watching something different, Mm. or did they just like edit that out? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it may have been the episode that was a an error. Mm. But, you know, that's quite a discrepancy. I'm concerned for Agent Franklin. Which one's he? He's the um, beekeeper. Because mm. we Cause do not that. know where oh, he's gone. Did, did love that. Because, you know, we did say this. And that was fun. Well, someone said it. I wanted it to be bees. <laughs> it might still be bees. We've got hexagons. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's not looking good for bees. No, she's she's in a hex she's in a hexagonal cage, and that's she's expanded it outwards or something. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be. The only thing I think with hexagons is in Guardians of the Galaxy, they transport through hexagons. Oh yeah, they yeah, yeah, do space yeah. Jumps. yeah. They the jumps hmm. sort of mm. jump. Yeah, and there's hexagons in the Guardian credits. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe the Guardians are going to arrive. She's going to be in a hexagonal cage. This, and this is the thing with the bee thing. It's like, okay, it's the most obvious answer. Yay. Yes, but what's happened to him? Yes. They've rewound. And where is he? Is, is he going to rock up next time as the one giving them candy when they trick or treat? Oh, that would be interesting. That would be fun. They're like, oh, we've now got someone else in there. Right, let's get him to talk to her. Mm. <laughs> well, it does look in the long shot like there are more people in that episode. Well, because the population of the town is 3,892. Yeah. And we've seen about 20 people. <laughs> it's a way to go. And those people, the fact that at least the ones A through to D, yeah. he can't get hold of, <laughs> it means they, they've gone somewhere if they're not there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we've been left with lots of questions, which I'm quite excited mm. by. I, I like that yeah. we've got a few answers of, yes, there's something going on with Wanda. Yes, people in the real world know. They're acknowledging what's happening. Mm. They're trying to investigate. And some of the weirdness that we've seen that we've been puzzled about, we now know. So we can yeah. focus on the big picture. That's cool. Yeah, and we have had some more answers as well with Wanda as far as she clearly, like, like when Ultron was mentioned, I had a question. So is she confused by what that name is? But, is, you know, it's ringing a bell. But then when she's talking to the... I really liked actually when they, they went into the screen, mm-hmm. into the computer monitor, and then they play the bit that we didn't see. Um, and when when Wanda's talking to Geraldine, she clearly knows what Ultron is because she said, now, how do you mm. know about Ultron as opposed to why are you saying weird things to me? And also, I thought it was interesting, we got the um, red magic juice. We did indeed. Which we don't mm. normally see. and But also her hand movement. She was doing her um, yeah. creepy hand movements. Yeah. I like the way she was looking at her hands. Like, she was sort How of... did I do this thing? Mm. Yeah. There was... There was... A process happening. Given I'm in this hexagonal cage that stops me from using my red magic juice, how do I get red magic juice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did slightly feel that there was something like that. Oh, that calls back to the end of X-Men 2? On the beginning of X-Men 2, where the guard serves Magneto in his plastic prison, and he goes, yeah. oh, you've got quite a high amount of iron in your blood. And then rips the oh, iron out of his blood. I that so much. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I miss Magneto. Is there a, is there a link Magneto there? Magneto and Wanda, yeah. some sort of... Mm, if only if mm, only there could be some think. way that for some reason <laughs> Magneto could rock up. <sighs> who who would we want? want? Fassbender or McKellen? Um, both. <laughs> <laughs> why choose? <laughs> Absolutely, why choose when you can easily, as we've seen... Have because both. if you can have Gandalf, you have Gandalf, frankly. <laughs> Uh, I like that might be confusing. <laughs> I'd really like Michael Fassbender and Paul Bettany to be on the same screen at the same time. That would that would really work for me. That's that's a good story. That's fine. Let's have that. Nice. Talking of Mr. Bettany, 
Yes, let's. Obviously, we've got our watch list and we have Bethany Performance Good. Not really a lot for you to work on here. Just nothing. Like, not, no strong lights. You know, really painful, sad moment. But He had, a, he had a, a strained look when she went to sit yeah. down and say, let's watch what's on TV. So, a bit of drama from him. And a lot of time in the makeup chair for that shot. Bless yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, always used to it. Gets paid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My heart doesn't bleed. <laughs> My heart bleeds a little bit for poor Vision and his creepy, creepy wife. You can see he's starting to get quite concerned about what the hell is going on with her. Yeah, but she's never been famously straightforward. Yeah, know. but she's never creeped news. him out before. I bet she has. Yeah, she calls him Viz, <laughs> and that's a, that's a bit creepy. <laughs> she usually just rewinds when that happens. No one knows. We cover this a lot in X Men. This is part of like the joy of the ethics of rewinding, because goodness knows the X Men fandom has spent a lot of time talking about Professor X and his mind control. So I think the ethics of just rewinding when you don't like something is a paper waiting to happen. Mm. Just like let's go right back to the beginning because I didn't okay. kind of forget to mention it uh when we discussed it earlier was um just that kind of whole sword thing you know we spent a lot of time talking about sword and wondering what mm-hmm. they were and where we came from and we got that mm-hmm. and just going back because i felt like that was quite big and it was so kind of yeah this is the thing that's happened <laughs> yeah. it's quite it's quite a lot it's quite, quite a big <laughs> accomplishment that's happened here and, and some you know interesting large things the, and because it, it didn't sort of uh, swing through the rest of the episode and mm. have any massive connection to the sword-based activities of this episode, I felt like it was really just like this little nugget mm. drop that I'm sure we'll see expanded elsewhere. But yeah, just just any thoughts for this huge thing? <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting that there's going to be some conflict between um, Monica and acting director man mm-hmm. at some stage. Yeah, particularly when she's already saying about well, so the change from world observation to weapon observation that's obviously happened while she was blipped. What did you think of that kind of dynamic? How did you read that? I think they were. I, I take it they were peers, and now obviously he's yeah. in charge as well of the thing. And, and I think there's definitely. I, I love the point that it's her mother who definitely worked there and did important things there, if not founded it. Yeah. I'm not sure this is the show that's going to give us the history of sword. I no, think it'll no. come elsewhere. But I, I think we're going to get a conflict where she's pointing out that you know, they're, they're discussing the change from it being world observation to weapon observation and where she's pointing out, well, yeah, it doesn't say creation and you're building all of these, mm-hmm. this AI robot mm. tech thing. I think that's going to come up at some stage that he'll want to send something scary that they built in or against people. Some sort of watching Sentinel type thing. Yeah, maybe. Mm. And I think Some she'll push sort of back. Because mm. it will be a risk to the people who were... Yeah. I mean, I think we've had our answer now that they are trapped there. If not dead. And in hell. Mm. I don't think they're in hell. I don't. I don't think they're dead. Because I think that, that lowers the stakes, doesn't it? If they've already died. Mm. Whereas if there's a... We've got a town full of people. Well, I mean, is it possible that everyone's dead except Wanda? then like do we mm-hmm. think that that is it's possible yeah but then you think that they know i think i think they're trapped the people are yeah mm-hmm. like geraldine who was chucked out and was fine well so it, it is interesting you were saying about you know not sure who knows what and mm-hmm. mm. i still don't know whether the ultron mention was a moment of lucidity and and she then went back into the path of Geraldine, and in coming out, is she still Geraldine? Is she Monica again? Because that's one of the things I thought was interesting. If you assume that she went in essentially by mistake, that's mm-hmm. a heck of a prep mm. to deliver a baby and then come up with a gentle route through, you know, massive bad guy talk. <laughs> yeah, I, watching it, I'm really... Because she, she's kind of blinking and that before she says Ultron, mm-hmm. it is as if... Oh wait a second! You said Pietro, and that yeah. has triggered something. And I suppose we did see her being called under pressure at the beginning. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that she was immersed in her Geraldine persona, and then that kind of broke through. Mm. After that, I'm in two minds as to whether she's just trying to 
get out of it or if she doesn't quite know what she said or I'm not sure. Um, hmm. So I'm looking forward to getting back to my show. <laughs> I'm looking forward to my show with all the grey people watching grey things on monitors and, gray, gray, and gray, things gray. I can pause and zoom in on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did enjoy that. I'm going to go back and pause on some more decor at some point because, you know, there must have been bookshelves, but Paul Bettany was too distracting, so I didn't notice. So. Yes, you just need to put your hand up and then cover up <laughs> Mr. Bettany so that you can focus yeah. on the bookshelves. I, I was quite pleased because I'd seen the shot of her looking through the hole with all the debris, and I was like, mm. oh, that's weird because we didn't get that shot. Yeah. I was quite pleased that we then did get it. It wasn't some sort of, again, a scene that we never got delivered. Yeah, I'm hoping Geraldine uh, and Monica can still walk after that. Well, it'd be interesting, won't it? Being thrust back through a, a wall and fence and what have you can't be great for your back. Quite a scene, wasn't it? You mm. really, you can really. The trouble is, I've seen too many behind the scenes, so I can always see them on their ropes and with the green screen around them, just kind of going back really fast, having quite the day at the office, you know? <laughs> so I think we've covered everything we possibly can. Uh, join us next week when we'll hopefully have more answers and probably a whole new raft of questions let us know your answers and questions what are your theories you can contact us at eloquent gushing on twitter instagram and facebook or you can email us using podcast at eloquentgushing.com matthew where can people find you i'm on twitter i'm at matthew vose and abby i'm at this ae Shaw. Both fabulous followers, I suggest you do. I'm also at um, Laura Geeks Out. I'm also a fabulous follow. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And remember, hey man, we're working with the same scarcity of intel. Mm-hmm.